It's the start of a new year, and you know what that means. New Year's resolutions. It's that time when we promise to turn into superheroes overnight. By February, our gym cards are just fancy bookmarks, and our health eating plans, well, let's just say the chocolate didn't eat itself. But let's face it. If resolutions were that effective, I'd be a piano-playing, novel-writing, astronaut, and a fitness guru. Instead, I'm still figuring out which is the E chord on the piano. This year, let's do something a little bit different. Let's not set all these big, grand resolutions. Instead, let's focus on being our best selves, our best husbands, best wives, with all of our quirks. After all, being married is about loving and growing old together, not about who can avoid the cookie jar the longest. Welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. I'm Natalie. And I'm Brian. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as you heard us say countless times, grab a tea, grab a coffee, a cookie and a blanket. Get ready for our chat in the first of January 2024. Boom. Are we ready for this new year? Yes, we are. Man, uh, I am excited to talk about this today. Here's the thing. So Natalie and I are not huge uh, resolution people. Even though the opening was all about grand resolutions, we're not resolution people. We're actually about setting goals. And I know people are like, well, what's the difference? There actually is a difference between uh, a resolution, in my mind, is oftentimes just a um, a big idea, mm-hmm. right? It's just a big idea. And so when I look at goals this year, this is how Natalie and I have broken down this 2024. And it's something that we, every year we improve upon a little bit, but it's something that I even do with our, our team that I lead at, at the church. Um, it's called SMART goals. And the very first thing about the SMART goals is that it, the S stands for specific, right? And when we're going into our goals, Natalie and I have specific, say, weight loss goals, mm-hmm. f- specific finance goals, faci- specific, <laughs> specific goals for the children, specific goals for each other, um, All, but they all have to be specific. And that's the difference, I think, between a goal and a resolution. A resolution is just a, a big idea. I right. want to lose weight by June 20th. Exactly, but there's no strategy. But there's no strategy how to do that. How to do that and there's no... There's no way you can do it. So we just want to we want to talk to you today just a, a little bit of the things that we've learned that we've done over the last 25 years of being together and what we've really implemented in the last 9ish years. And 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 the, we'll be honest right from the beginning the, the truth about goals is that even what I said in the opening if goals were easy and it was easy to or achieve resolutions. or resolution but if if our yep. goals were easy to do um, everyone will be doing them. Exactly. And so there's a reason that you have to have a system, the things you put in place, um, like param- uh, parameters and yep. boundaries for each goal. And one of the things that I have it written down further down, but I'm actually going to read it right now. This is what Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, verses 2 and 3 says. says write, write the vision. Make it plain on ta- tablets so he may run who reads it. All this means is that when you have a vision and a goal, Natalie and I have started putting our goals down regularly onto paper, so yeah. we have them written out. Sometimes we forget where we put the paper, so now we do it digitally because we're in 2024. Ooh, we're in 2024. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I right? But we want to 
have specific things that we want to do with our family this year, what we want to accomplish personally, and it all has to be specific and then written down on the system. That's right, because I don't know about you, but I forget. Well, yeah. I forget things that I have written, and writing them on paper gives you a reference point for those times when you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, and then you can reflect back on it, or that's the hope anyways. We're not always perfect at reflecting back until the end of the year, but... (laughs) Um, really trying to get into the habit of doing that self-reflection, that goal reflection even throughout the year of like, where are, how on track are we? And not just waiting till the end of the year to reflect on whether or not we were on or weren't on track. Well, and, and I would say too, like, um, I say this to people when they first start going to the gym, because I, I, at this point I built a fairly good discipline. I go frequently on a, on a schedule that we've determined. And I say this to new people as soon as they start. I said, um, it's it's not about the, the frequency. It's about the consistency. Yeah. So I will tell you straight up that I would say 95% of the time that I go to the gym and I do a 35, 45-minute workout, I honestly, most of the time, am not motivated. Right. And and I, I don't really feel like going to the gym. Like after Christmas, we're going. We're, we're going. We're going after this podcast. As soon as we finish recording this, we're heading over to the gym. I don't really want to go. No. But the thing is, is that when you begin putting things into a system, into this is specific, you start writing out what you want to do, you turn that motivation into a discipline. So mm-hmm. what happens is, is that the discipline becomes part of what you do. That's right. Part of what you do every day, part of your morning or part of your afternoon, wherever yeah. you, you choose to add the discipline. And that, that, that's about, I'm using the gym working as, out, yeah. well, working out as an example, because I've had to fight with this one for a long time, right? But, like, but it becomes easier. It becomes, it becomes e- easier to go and do it. That's what I mean. Because you're disciplined, yeah. but the motivation, this is the thing. Are we always going to be motivated for anything? No. Right. If you have kids in your house from zero to 25 years old and they're living with you, you're not motivated every night to make dinner. Nope. Right. And there's, and you're not motivated every day to do laundry or every day that you have to do. So the motivation, if you base your whole future, if you base 2024 right. off the motivation to do it, your motivation is going to fail. That's right. But right? I think, I think creating habits and making them like, you know, in, in principles and things like that, we're all like baby steps, baby steps. If you have a giant goal you have to have baby steps in order to get there right. because the moment that you uh, misfire or you um, try to jump ahead yeah. and you fall, figuratively speaking, you're going to get discouraged. Right. And so, yes, you know, um, being on a routine, I think that's the key is setting a routine that is manageable. Right. In small increments. And then as you as you can fulfill the routine or fulfill the habit, then you can increase the frequency and you can increase all of that once it becomes ingrained, so to speak. So right. for us, like you're even though I hate going to the gym, it it does not bring me joy whatsoever. I always feel the joy of having gone after the fact. Right. So if I can remember that, that after this, that you will after enjoy this it. I will be so thankful that I went. Yeah. And then as I start to see like the pounds drop off or the ounces drop off, or I start to feel just better where I'm not so achy and tired. Right, and I, I find myself making better eating choices and, and all like it's a, it's a domino effect in either direction. You know, there's a, 
a writer that I have read his book now twice called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he says something in the book that has stuck with me that I use with our team that I probably have said on this podcast before. He said, you don't uh, rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Ooh. Right. And so much of what we do is uh, a series of small steps, small decisions, small things that take us to the lead. Like when you're, you're doing like Bible study or you're doing school study, you're setting yourself with knowledge that will benefit you five years after school is finished when you finally find that job and actually implement the things that you've learned. Exactly. Right? The physical aspect of your job or eating differently and getting the sugar out of your system if that's what you're doing or stopping caffeine or mm-hmm. quitting smoking or what any one of these things, all of them take steps and things with a goal in mind but also with a system and, and how we're going to get there. I remember uh, listening to a, a podcast um I can't remember the name of the podcast, but he 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 said in there, he said there's a, a gentleman that he was coaching. Um, New Year hit, and he's like, I need to lose some weight. I'm 150 pounds overweight. He was a big guy. And the guy said, I didn't know how I was going to do this, but what he started doing every day is that he got in his car and he drove to the gym. Mm-hmm. And he oh, sat yeah. up, and he, so you remember I told you this? Yeah. He sat outside for five minutes, and then he went home. And he did that day after day for like two weeks, and then he started going to the gym um, the, the next week a little bit longer. So it was 10 minutes. He did that for a couple more weeks. And then after that, yeah. for and four weeks later, he started going into the gym, stepping into the front door, sitting on the bench, talking with the person at the front. And then he would go in his car and he would drive home. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, I can't remember the exact length of time, but it took like six weeks or eight weeks before he stepped and stayed into the gym. And then he got onto the treadmill. Right. And then it was like six or eight months later, he had lost like 20 pounds or 15 pounds mm-hmm. of weight. And he was going towards his goals because he did everything in small incremental steps That's right. uh, to get to where you want to go. Celebrating the wins along the way, mm-hmm. celebrating the highs and then taking the lows. What can you learn from it and moving on? So I think that's a great segue into here are some of the things that we implement and we have done and we just did today, actually, uh, which hopefully will be sort of like small baby steps that if you are starting from square one or if if what you've currently been doing isn't working, perhaps this method uh, might be useful. So So, my mom about nine years ago, nine years ago, started doing something with me and her. Or sorry, me and Natalie, my brother and sister-in-law are my, wow, I'm screwing this up. My brother-in-law <laughs> and my sister, yeah. uh, Katie and Jeremy, and Natalie and I and my mom would sit down and we would write down um, the highs and lows of the year that we were in mm-hmm. and then the goals for the next year. Exactly. And so for the last nine years, the day after, we rarely miss that, the day yeah. after New Year's. January we, 1st. January 1st, we get together and we discuss the highs and lows of the last year um, and then we we talk to each other about the goals that we have set for this, this next year coming up. Yeah. And, and we share, we share with each other Yeah, because there have been years that have been really good and we've, we've shared in the joy of that year. And there have been other years oh. that have been absolute crap and feeling incredibly low and discouraged and just vocalizing. Yeah. The, the discontent right. feeling and whatnot. They have been such a, um, a voice of encouragement or or another perspective to speak yeah. into it has been so valuable to me. Well, and and I think even today, even with some of the notes that we have for today, is that where where are, where are your main focuses? And I yes. think when we, it's easy like any other goal, 
that when you are in the middle of life to mm-hmm. get wrapped up into and forget what the main focus is. And I think even today kind of reset us and it showed us where our main focus is, was for last year. And we were happy with most of them. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, some that we're going to just do a realignment mm-hmm. and change our perspective. And we're going to shift where we want to go um, with the family, with the kids. Where's yeah. our next trip? Where's the next goal spiritually? Where do we want the kids? That kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? And like when you're talking about the highs of the year, People might be like, what are you even talking about? But like, what are the things that were awesome? What what of your children's accomplishments right. um, were you celebrating? That's a high. Yeah. Um, some of the goals that you had set for the previous year, looking back, okay, yes, I was able to do that. Like, I balanced my my budget. Like, yeah. that was huge. That's a win, right? Yeah. That's a high. What are what are your things that you set out for yourself? Um, in self-reflecting that were incredible. Yeah. Right. Like what in your marriage? Hey, I want to be a better communicator. Yeah. Well, like it's one of the goals that we had last year was we wanted to date more. Yes. One of the goals, I think we both put it on separately and then we, we discussed it after, like we want to, we want to have more dates. Yeah. And so we have learned that the kids are at this age where they can either stay at home or when they're out doing things, Nat and I will just go literally for an hour. Exactly. We'll go have an ice cream from McDonald's or we'll go out for a coffee and we'll sit in a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons and we'll just chat for an hour, hour and a half and then, and then go home. But to have more of those dates it's, actually makes a difference. And so mm-hmm. we looked at that this year. We're like, Oh man, we actually did that. That was something we fought for, for the whole year. Exactly. And it was a, it was a win. And now it's a goal for next year. It's a, yeah, it's right. A, and it's really exciting that we piggyback off of what, what worked this year and we then can um together work towards making that more often yeah more frequent and more part of our of our core values as a husband and wife that we want to, like here's the thing our kids are getting to the age now i won't say too much because natalie might start crying which has happened in the last few weeks but our kids are getting at the age where within the next 10 eight years seven to six to eight years yeah. probably all of the kids will be out of the house our goal in all of this is so that when the kids are gone, that I still love her and she still loves me. Exactly. She still knows me and I still know her so many times. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is you if you're listening, whatever country you're listening from. Maybe this is you, but you are so focused on your kids that you don't f- remember who your spouse was. Yeah. And that is is actually... It's sad. It's sad because you, you get to the age where all of a sudden... Now that the kids are out of the house, you don't know each other, and then you actually start fighting, yeah. and then divorces happen. Because exactly. now your whole focus was on your kids. Can I tell you a simple, simple truth that our culture would have you deny is that your kids are not your whole world. Mic drop. <laughs> I wish I would have had the thing. The, the. Exactly. But hey, we set that standard um, because you know what? Let's face it. My husband was here before my children were. Right. So absolutely. My husband needs to remain a priority in my life. And so in all of these things that we're saying on the highs and talking about the, the thing about we didn't talk about the lows was that the lows actually help you determine it was it and here's the thing I, I preached yesterday at church or this last Sunday and I said there's two things that you you see in scripture when the Bible talks in Matthew about being uh, those of you who are, are burdened and heavy laden mm-hmm. are, are there's what happens is that there's one you put on yourself like these are burdens yeah. that you put on yourself and then the heavy laden is people that things that other people put on you right and so in our relationship what is the pressure that you're putting on yourself 
And I would say that needs to go against, is that, is that a realistic pressure? Yeah. Is that an abnormal pressure? Is it something you can even reach? Is it a standard that you can meet? And then you look at your lows through the lens of, hey, I can accomplish this. This year was tough. Yeah. And we came close, but it was a miss. But how can we make that better going into the next year? Exactly. And like what, here's the thing of being able to do a spiritual audit. Yeah. And doing a spiritual reflection of like, where has my walk with the Lord, where has that been on a scale of one to 10 right. for me in this past year? Um, is that a priority for me? Absolutely. Yeah. What, what do I want um, for, for that element of it? Do I want to be doing more devotions? Do I want to be more intentional during my prayer time? Do I want to be more intentional in reading the Bible? Whatever it might be, that also plays the thing. Because listen, for me, a, a huge gauge of my emotional and um, physical well-being, if I find myself super snappy and whatever, it's one of two things. One, I need to connect with my husband. Or you're hungry. Well, or I'm hungry. Maybe three things. But I can definitely tell when I've made the Lord a priority and when I have sort of had other things come in the way. So doing a spiritual audit is also incredibly important as far as it being a low, but that's not a bad, like... Having a low doesn't mean that you're failing. No, no, right? I think sometimes it, like things happen and, and death happens in family or the death of a friendship or or um, a tragedy of some sort or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, an unmet expectation can be a low. Yeah, right. So it, it, I think it's a really good indicator for me. Where is my emotional level at? Where yeah. is my mental health at? Where is my um, Where's my heart? Right. At? Absolutely. And I think um, even our next application was uh, goal setting, not resolutions. And I think we kind of, we've covered that all the way through. Exactly. Is that we are more about setting the goals with steps to reach those goals. So you, and have it written down and work on it as a couple and know each other and help each other be accountable to each other to make it, make it work, um, to, to build yourself up into a place where you're disciplined to be able to move, move forward in whatever your goals are. Exactly. And yes, you have, we have goals as a couple, but when we do this whole, um, new year's thing with our family, it is a very individual basis, right? And so we're all writing in our own, we have books that we write in. So we're all doing that individually, yeah. right? And what we choose to bring out into the open to discuss is up to us. Yeah. But, um, I mean, for the most part, we're pretty we're open, pretty open, right? So the things that are on my goal list, you know, oftentimes line up with the things on your goal list, yeah, right? And we've not pre-discussed this or whatever. I have some other ones like riding motorcycle and yeah, well, that's not on yours. That's not on mine. Right. But I think, <laughs> you know, now that we have a goal, what is this, what are some of the strategies that we can do? And, and right there, I and just said, writing it down in a book, in a journal, um, having something to reference when and go back to it regularly. Exactly. Like right. our, my mom-in-law keeps all of our books. Um, and she lives downstairs. So, I mean, I could just go, mom, can I have my book? I really need a reset. Yeah. We, yeah absolutely. Right. And, and any one of us could, right. Just mom holds on. We to have it written keeping. down the ones that we want to keep on our, our, we have a list. Otherwise, these are the goals that we're going for. This is the stuff that we're doing there. There. And, this is the thing, like you, even when you're looking at any one of these things, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, to maintain, not, some people can do it, but it's hard to maintain the discipline of the goal 
on your own. Exactly. And so it's so important that you actually engage your your spouse or a really close friend or someone who's going to push you. Like it, and say, cheer you on. Say one of you goes to the gym, but the other one doesn't. Yeah. Right? Then you find someone who is going to challenge you and say, hey, this is where you got to go. Say, like, I have, I have a series of men in my life that challenge me in, just in life. Yeah. Right, that they look at the things I'm doing or saying or how I'm moving or the things that I'm teaching and just be like, Brian, you can't say that or that was really good or mm-hmm. what did you mean by this or challenge, no, that's not right. You have to have those people in your life. You can't just have a bunch of yes people around you. No, and like for me, my sister-in-law, like she was so great uh, lean, like over this Christmas season of like really maintaining a gym schedule and I was not, but I was like, ah. Oh, Gosh, I should I should get on this because not that it's and it's not a competition because we all have the same goal of being right like the best selves for moving forward physically, for, yeah, physically be- right? Because if we're if I'm healthy physically, my emotional health benefits from it, my mental health benefits from it, my yeah. spiritual health benefits from it. So um of like motivating. Right. Right? Where she's like, you know, if it wasn't for her, we would not have done the ninja parkour. Uh, course that we did and we paid for it but it was like quality time that we could when, invest with our when kids. natalie says we paid for it not only did we pay for it with finances which it was just I a mean, small it was so fee inexpensive but we paid for it physically for several days afterwards because i am not uh young and or speedy or agile like i used to be exactly <laughs> right? so like encouraging each other like Absolutely. come on we are on we might be in different lanes as far as our our physical health goes but motivating each other to keep going and i would say um don't reflect just once a year on christmas eve like we do no we we reflect regularly throughout the year we have just we have like weekly debriefs yeah where we just sit and we'll chat about the week and what things are going and work the calendars out and things like that and it's these are just some of the things that we do we hope that it it all makes makes sense we also didn't want to be so broad that it didn't make it didn't land right it was generalized but also there's just so many the thing is is that this is a new year you're going to start seeing content from every influencer on the planet Mm -hmm. coming up with here's your five step strategy in order to lose weight here's your final the seven steps to financial freedom here's the the eight steps you need for for the best mental health like Mm -hmm. all these things you're going to start getting bombarded by these things and we because we're we're believers these things are based in scripture, mm-hmm. like th- that scripture, right? These things make them plain, write them on tablets, make it plain. Simple. It's simple. It doesn't mean it's easy. It just no. means it's simple. And the, 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 the system you make doesn't need to be so complex. No. And I think my final thought would be making sure that you find some community. Right. So whether that's a church group, uh, you know, putting your kids in a youth group or some kind of um, after school program or whatnot where they... Um, can learn and grow. Absolutely. Um, we weren't meant to do life alone. Nope. And so, oftentimes, if we're struggling, uh, we have a community, and I don't know what we'd do without it. Right. I don't know where we would be, our kids would be, mm-hmm. if we didn't have our church community around us, our friends and our family, the yeah. the, the friends that have become family, exactly because of of the relationships that we built through the church over these last you know many years, mm-hmm. and so. There's so many different options where you can find community. I know sometimes it's really tough, especially if you're a bit more introverted, but there's people yeah. out there. There's good churches, wherever you're listening to, find a good church. We can, I can't, honestly, it's one of those things. I can't talk about church enough because I think it's so incredibly valuable. Yeah. 
It's even, such an important part of our life. And it's such an important part of our life, but also of of the development and spiritual growth and mm-hmm. mental health and just being around people. And so uh, there's one thing I want to ask all of you that are listening to this. Um, we know that you live in the podcast because you keep listening to it. But if you have a tip or a trick or a hack or a something that you want to share specifically about keeping track of your progress or how do you discipline yourself to to yeah. to grow how do you discipline yourself for the 20 we want to hear about it so send us an email if you like this podcast just share it with all of your friends all of your family let us know you can follow us on instagram and facebook that's where you can let us know you can also email if you have any of those things you want to share with us at amplified marriage at gmail.com and as you hear us say every single time we believe that your marriage can be reset refreshed recharged and restored thank you so much much for listening. Talk to you soon.